Welcome to a new episode of the Cartridge Club, where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community. This month on the show, we are talking about the sim-building action platformer for the Super Nintendo, ActRacer. Joining me on the show, we have Chris, the old-ass retro gamer, Brian from the Gothicals, Nefarious Wes, Tom and Lacey from Do You Nerd, and Captain Algebra. If you have played along, you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org or in our community's Discord or across social media by using the hashtag cartridgeclub. Before I start the show, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our Patreon backers like Joe Boyce, Buried on Mars, Christopher Rohr, Dean Lasagna, and Caleb J. Ross. To our backers and Patreon supporters, thank you. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter for the Cartridge Club, please look in how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. So, Chris, why did you choose ActRacer for the Cartridge Club Game of the Month? I picked ActRacer because I consider it my favorite game of all time. Back when I was getting Nintendo Powers as a little kid, I remember reading like a blurb in some section that was talking about games that were coming from Japan. And I would usually just skim over those sections. And uh, the one that they had for ActRacer in this one specific issue made a real case for the fact that the mu- the music in the game is going to sound like an, like a real symphonic score. And I'm like a huge classical music, film score, video game music fan, even back when I was a kid. And that kind of like piqued my interest. So I put that basically on the top of my list of games that I wanted for my Super Nintendo. And I actually bought a Super Nintendo so I could play it. Um, and it did not let me down. I, I liked the fact that the game had the two different play styles and the music kind of blew me away. It didn't sound like anything I'd heard from a video game at that point in time. And it repeatedly made me want to come back and play it again and again because of the different play styles and everything. So if I think a game has that much replayability in my eyes, it puts it like higher up on my list of favorite games. And it's, it's a game that I come back to decades down the road now over and over again. So that's why I picked it, because I thought it'd be fun to talk about. So how soon after, would you say, it getting released on the Super Nintendo, did you jump out and buy a Super Nintendo? Probably the day after. Wow. I remember telling my mom, I need you to take me to the mall right now. The game came out today. Sorry, gotta work, son. (laughs) So uh, I had to wait till the next day, and I wasn't happy about it, but, you know, whatever. But at least I bought it with my own money instead of having to rely on the folks, because I did have a job at that point. Mm. Just didn't have enough money to buy a car, but I had enough money to buy a game. <laughs> so, yeah. And I played it, I think I want to say, for five months straight once I got it, like over and over again. Brian, what, what are your overall thoughts on the game here? Hi, my name is Brian um, from a bunch of stuff. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast because I was. Chris, on my appearances on your show, we've always had these weird little moments. I swear to the master, I know exactly the mini Nintendo Power article you're talking about. Because it, it had the same effect on me, too. Because I remember being like, all right, I see a guy with a, on a platform and a sword. I got that game. I got it. Yeah. I, know, I know what this is. And then in that, that article is like, and you build cities and stuff? And I'm like, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, what? Like, I just, I couldn't put, get my mind around it. And I swear it's the same article, um, but I'd never played this game. I was always aware of it, but I never played it because uh, this was released at a time when, at least in my world, the divide between Nintendo and Super Nintendo was so emotional. Like, you had to decide if you were a Super Nintendo family. Like, are we good enough to make that jump? Like, or is our just residual Midwestern guilt going to hold us into this Nintendo family status for forever? So I'd never actually played Act Razor, but I was always aware of it being in, in the world. So um, to finally, it was just like, all right, here we go. I'm, I'm eight again, and, or whatever. I'm, I'm 40 now. So like this came out when I was eight or nine. And um, it was like, we're going to finally allow ourselves to be 
that Super Nintendo family, uh, you know, 30 odd years after the fact. And it was dope. It was amazing. It was like I, I everything I wanted it to be. You, I'm going through them tossing fireballs platformer. I got it. And now I'm like a cherub. I'm building civilization. What's going Literally what's going on? Because the menu structure is weird. But like uh, after I kind of got the hang of it and it moves fast. Like, I don't know if I've just gotten atrophied in my save anywhere you want life. But like, I thought it was really hard. Like I have to, I kept on having to like, you get hit three times. That's kind of it for you really. And, um, or whatever it's it's not hit points it's a meter either way you got to be on your toes and then you can't just there's a there's a an action element to building cities like you got to dodge and shoot bats out of the way where people are doing civilization 2 stuff it just i can see why this is your favorite game so um i guess a little bit similar to chris um, i played the game shortly after it was released uh in 92 it was one of the very first Super Nintendo games that you know, I had ever played. And the music just like blew me away. I mean, it sounded like an orchestra. And uh, like Chris had mentioned earlier, it sounded like nothing else that I had heard in a video game. And I'm a big music guy. So ever, I mean, ever since the NES days, if games had really good music, that would automatically attract me to the game. And honestly, it's one of the most important parts of a, of a video game for me. So the music right away sucked me in. The platforming, I mean, it's adequate. You know, it's, uh, it's fun. But the, the building the cities, that's what really hooked me. And I remember after, I think I borrowed the game from a friend. And I think I beat it like within two days. Like I just couldn't put it down. Just wanting to to build the cities and just like you know fill every little space with uh, a building or some crops or something was just highly addictive and like it almost had like it almost had like rpg elements to it i guess and i was big into rpgs at the time so mixing that in with the action it was just a great mix it just the game felt a little bit short but that's, I guess that's what made it uh, so easy to replay is that you could play through it pretty quick. It doesn't take too long. So um, I played it over and over a lot as a kid. Well, I came into it a little later. It was still Super Nintendo time, uh, I, I guess, as an introduction. Tom and Lacey, do you dare? thank you guys for having us on because uh, talking act raiser is always a good time. But uh, yeah, I I was a huge fan of Illusion of Gaia. So anything that was put out by like Quintet and Enix, I was all over that. And the the game, when I saw it, like everything about it, it had a very distinct style to it that reminded me a lot of Illusion of Gaia. And then when you play the game, there's actually like a ton of sound effects that they, they constantly reuse. Like uh, they use it over and over, like in Soul Blazer and Terranigma as well. And I mean, one, I think that's hilarious. But the music, in all of the stuff that they put out, the music is always so good. It's it's very orchestral. I mean, you know, it's been covered multiple times already here. And then the gameplay, there was something so interesting to me about the fact that you had these side-scrolling action platforming moments, but then there was this RPG element from the, the Sim City Buildings game. You know, and you would level up there and then carry over like the the magic that you would learn there into the side scrolling part and i don't know that was just back then it was it was like unheard of to be mixing things in that way and honestly the uh kind of the heavy like religious overtones that surprised me too because being on a nintendo system i don't know it's it's like the first time you see Mega Man say damn on a Super Nintendo game. And it's like, what? Nintendo allowed this? I couldn't believe that they had allowed all of this like <laughs> religious overtone stuff in a game. It's like, I don't even know who Nintendo is anymore. Uh, for, for me, I'd say that uh, I I think the game was, I was three when it came out. So I had no idea about it until i started collecting about five years ago and i started watching like hidden gem videos and stuff and everyone talked about actraiser 
And I didn't know if I would be interested in it because of the simulation aspect, the city building. It wasn't really my style of game, but I would like the platforming. So I put it off, put it off. And then Chris finally asked me to play it for one of my Requests Tuesday streams. Finally sat down and played it, and I absolutely loved it. Like like Wes said, the, the platforming's pretty average, I would say. I don't think there's anything too special about it. Uh, but the city building is a lot of fun. I think it's interesting how you build the city affects um, your max HP um, because it affects like how the uh, town is built, like where the houses can go. And I think I read that there can only be a certain number of houses and bridges and stuff like that. And so if you have too many bridges, there's less houses. So you have less people and you have less HP. So um, I was was glad I finally played it uh, when when Chris requested it. And then it was fun to revisit it. Um, It was a lot easier the second time around. I think I struggled with it a lot more the first time. From my, this was my first time ever playing this game, and I purchased it probably 10 years ago. It, it was one of those games I think I found as a deal. I think I've been hesitant always to play this game for the reason that it's got the Enix name to it. And by that I mean because I'm not the biggest RPG fan, Square Enix and whatnot. It kind of scares me. I get you know hesitant to ever touch it. But I picked this up fairly cheap years and years and years ago. So this was my first time playing it. And... I think my opinion changed over the game in that. I mean, I started off being a fan of the platforming at the beginning part of the game and ultimately by the end, becoming more a fan of the Sim city building the town, the villages way more of the part of the game where I, I think I started, I don't want to say dreading platforming, but I'm like, ah, I, I, I really liked, uh, I think when you could eventually take out the, I don't know the creatures or the the villains, the demons of of the land. I could like go get a refill like on my water or something like that. And just let them build the town over the time process. What it refills and everything. And I just relax. It was relaxing. It it was. It's what I look forward to every time beating Act One of each platformer. It's like all right now. How do I how do I clean this up here? But yeah, I I enjoyed the game. It it's not very long. I think I was dreading thinking it's going to be like a twelve hour game. It wasn't. I think it was about maybe three hours total gameplay I probably put into it. Just learning the game and put it in there and uh, just played my original Super Nintendo copy. Yeah, I, I, I had a really good time playing this game. It was a great suggestion, Chris. You know, it, it has like some Mega Man type elements of the game. By that, I mean uh, the boss rush at the very end. Very much like that as well. I, I uh, and you can you go any particular city in any order? I know you can kind of fly. Can you? I don't know. I think, I think so. Yeah. So you, you can beat it in any order. I, mm-hmm. I I I just did it from what I I'm not gonna lie. I use a guide a lot, so I kind of read the suggestion like go here, go here. Okay, okay, that's all I got. Yeah, do. in the um, manual it has like a suggested list to do it, but I've mm-hmm. never done it in the order it suggests ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it was just one of those things. Where I'm like, play it safe. First time learning this game, we're gonna do it this order. So it has elements like Mega Man. I end up only using really one. No, I end up using two of the magical powers, the Stardust and the Fire. Um, and that seemed to do the most wonders for boss fights. And, you know, I think a great selling line of this game would have been like, hey, if you ever want to play as God, because uh, there's these little great elements, especially I wouldn't say, well, actually, this is not great. This is a uh, horrible. You're a horrible God. But there's like parts that are like, Hey, um, I can't remember the name of the essentially the water level off the top of my head right now. But hey, hey, we need to get to that other side of that island. Can you help us out here? Sure. You cause an earthquake, you kill everybody in the city, and then they rebuild. So um, yeah, you, you play God, and it, it's fun. So I don't know if anyone else had any experiences like that, but uh, yeah, I, I, I had a great time playing this game. They built that arc like I told them to. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you are God. Well, I, in the yeah. Japanese version of the yeah. game, he God is referred to as God, and Tanzer is referred to as the Devil. Right. And all the monster layers, instead of being that weird, looks like the Ultimate Warrior's facial makeup, <laughs> uh, it was like a, a, a Star of David or something. Really? Yeah, and when it came over here, Nintendo obviously is like, we don't want religion in our games, so they had wow. Enix and Quintet slash that and change it. 
they still left a lot in. I was I was surprised. But oh yeah, it's still there. It's just not as overt. Like, <laughs> Gabriel with the sword or what was going on? But um, but then they kept calling me the master. So I'm like, kind of like I have a limited amount of power. I could fly around and stab guys for you if that's what. Oh, and also, <laughs> but I also have like some dominion over nature, depending on how many bats. Like I couldn't quite figure it. So you are finger quotes God. Yeah. Okay pretty dope <laughs> they said you get to play as god everyone who plays right. god here's your chance brown's you know, wings in the sequel yeah well you know they wouldn't have any experience with the sequel i i i i, I dabble just a little bit on it with my everdrive just to figure it out and to me it was a slower slower game and i shouldn't say like the platforming isn't like a like mega man Mega Man X is where I would, where I'm trying to compare it here. It doesn't seem like it's as fast or like that. So maybe that's why my my falling off of the gameplay for the platform kind of dropped me towards it, where I was maybe wanted to go a little bit faster and I never could. But when I played with the sequel, it seemed even slower. Anyone else have any experience with the sequel at all? Because <laughs> there was never a third game. Yeah. Well, as great as Chris is for recommending the first game to me, he also requested that I played the second one. And that one was not very fun. Uh, they took out the best part, the city building, and just made it the straight platforming. And like you said, it's the platforming is not even as good as the first one when it was just average in that one. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely not a very good game, in my opinion. So was everyone's uh, everyone's opinion of the game the best part, the sim building? Anyone prefer the platforming in this game? No, I, I liked. I, I'm. I, I felt exactly the same as you. I was just like, man, I can't get. I can't wait to get through this uh, act one so I can start building stuff. And then you'd go to act two, and then immediately have to do act one of the next one. So you have to do two platforming levels in a row. And I was just like, all right, let's get through this as quickly as possible so we can start building. Because that's that's what gets me hooked. So there were some really interesting little monsters and stuff and the way they do which sort of theme in the platform was like i wonder what they're gonna do this time i'm angry i have to do it I, it's it's i'm definitely eating the vegetables on this plate before i can get to the fun city building stuff but uh better than a sharp stick in the eye as my dad would say but the the city is where it really shines isn't that why they took the city part out of the second game though because everybody said they hated it mm, i Kids never heard that dumb. before <laughs> <laughs> I, I blame Chris. He was the one who played it back in the day, so <laughs> didn't tell him enough. We didn't have email back then, so I couldn't have sent them a little thing to say what, what, why, why, why did this happen like this? What's going on? <laughs> you could have wrote them a handwritten letter, <laughs> Cran back. Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> More of stamps that would take to send to Japan. Come on. <laughs> The city part was the part that you like watching the, part the best, I like, though. Yeah. You didn't really care about the platforming No, because I don't like platforming games. I'm terrible at it. I don't know if my depth perception is off or something, but I never can platform. But I love playing SimCity-style stuff, so watching that, it was fun to watch the little tiny huts, and then they get bigger, and then, you know, and then you've got, like, this, like, villa-looking place, and and uh, I like watching the little naked chair fly around and stuff. <laughs> So let's you face know, it, if you didn't have any clothes on. Yeah, you know, angel he, booty all over the place. You know, you mentioned you mentioned uh the whole little huts and everything, but another part of um playing as God and destroying the cities is then a few of a lot of the the town is set up with just like the mud huts and whatnot. And you destroy it and yeah. they've evolved, then all the houses will get rebuilt a stronger, better leveled up house. That was gnarly, right? Like, wow, this is Oh, when did yeah. it come out? 91 or something? And you're like tackling these giant concepts. I'm like, I just wanted to hit the thing with the sword. Hey, okay. man. Gentrification's been big for a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> like your first response was, oh my God, what are you doing? I know. I was like, why are you destroying the house? It's like, gotta make bigger ones. <laughs> Sacrifices oh, okay. must be made. <laughs> right. I need more power. Literally, I gotta destroy your yeah. houses. Yeah, how can I protect you if I don't have 35 HP? <laughs> <laughs> yep, good point. You, good point. You. I know I have to hurt you to protect you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or when the people, people are like groveling for you to like, please kill the, the 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 monster, and they stop building, and I'm like, 
you just build me three more houses, I'll be stronger <laughs> and I can kill this. Yeah, guy. go kill the monster for me. How about I kill you first? <laughs> this is all your fault. You made me do this. Yes. Oh, there's a plague here. I'm just gonna hit another earthquake here. We'll be fine. I don't have... <laughs> yeah, when that plague hits and you just kind of go like, "Peace out." I'm going to the next section. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I- I just thought of that. I wonder if that would work if you just killed off everyone that had the plague, except <laughs> for like maybe two people. I wonder if like would that like eliminate the plague? <laughs> <laughs> I might just go back and try that now. Thank you. Wes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the um, hidden extra lives in this game too is I believe you have to strike lightning down on the temple in the last <laughs> level. Wow. Yeah, and then they're like, they're like, sorry, God, we were. I think they see something along the line, like, not God, but sorry, Master, we found this rock. We meant to tell you this hidden gem, but here you go, you can have it, kind of thing. Hide so, <laughs> things from me. <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting point. Like, it, it, you, you touched on it a bit there. What I'm blanking in on it a little bit now, but what is the intro text? Like every time they want to, the the villagers want to get your attention. It's like it may seem strange, but it's some. It's oh, like a, this may seem unexpected. This may seem. Yeah. Like, which like we yeah, have to me, tell you. That <laughs> yeah, I think percent uh, means angry dad. Like I'm sorry. Like, ah, like <laughs> why are you bothering I, me? Right. Like we we found this rock. You could have it, maybe. But ah, like they're just everyone's so scared of you already. Well, it's because they know, know you're going to spend another earthquake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say, smite us again, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You never know if your house is going to get electrocuted, so I'd kind of be a little afraid, too. <laughs> like, is it my house today or your house? Plus, you don't call ahead. You just roll in on a castle in the sky. <laughs> Sup? I'm God now. Like, <laughs> All right. I guess you are, man. You know, As long as you're up there, can we have some wheat and shit? Yeah, that's true. That's another point too. Is like you um, can stop them right away. Like when they start planting and you put wheat over it, then everything going forward will be the wheat yep. for that village. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just thinking of that one part in the game too, when you're building the city, where I think the guy goes wandering off on his own. And you find him and he's hurt, and then eventually I think you save him or clear off the land. I can't remember, but eventually he makes his way back to the palace, and they get the you know sorry, sorry God, can you um. Can you cry on this guy? Because that's his dying wish. So you just got to yeah. do a little. I got to say, as an adult playing that part nowadays, I'm sitting there going like, did did Jesus just give him the golden shower? Yeah. <laughs> you hope that's cry. Yeah. <laughs> you hope those are tears. Uh, I I really like though too part of the, the sim. The sim part is I love the. And me, because they change it every, every town changes it here. Like, the snow level to like, hey, we'd like to start building, but there's a lot of snow here. Can you take care for that? And then you gotta go like, well, okay, well, well, you know, dumb example here, but like, what melts the snow? All right, well, I'll put the sun element on here, and then um, the wind, the wind, yeah, we need some wind here. Uh, but those creatures, um, I'll, I'll too like when I first when I first started playing the sim parts, and I think why I wasn't enjoying it versus like I was getting owned by those blue demons. Or the blue dragons and they're burning my houses down. Yeah, that was that was uh I was getting frustrated with that, but I also thought I was gonna die, but you just don't die in that part when you're the little cherub guy. You just you just gotta wait it out, fly around until your your HP refills itself, and then you can start attacking again and then tell the people where they want you know you want them to build or take down these little monster layers. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this as much as I hated the skull face guys. Um, because they take a lot of damage unless ground pound. Yeah, uh, but they 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 helped me out with saving me with a couple of earthquakes where there too, where I didn't have like the HP for the earthquake to kill off the town, and they did it for me. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just uh, I'll just I'll just chill here for a minute, and thanks thanks for speeding up the time here for building the city. So. Yeah, Jesus knows an opportunity when he sees it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did, anyone else? Uh, did you guys like fight? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what to say with these monster people, basically. I, the, the bat ones are very simple, but did you guys like have what, what were your feelings on these little creatures here that took over every town? Any thoughts That's an on interesting them? point. People up and fly away with them. <laughs> 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 they scream. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it was such a revelation for me as I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out this game and I, all of a sudden we cut from platform to city builder and I go, oh, all right, um, all right, sweet, The Sims. I know how to play The Sims. I'm just going to build my stuff here and I'm going to watch. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to watch this building being built. Oh, you're hitting me? Oh, you're going to make me work while the building is being built? You guys are assholes. And then I got really into it. But it was, it was, that was one of those like, oh, this game, this game went another level, pardon the pun. It, it raised the act. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for a lot of that. <laughs> this is why Brian's on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 to your point though, that, that was a, an interesting like this is not something i've seen before and it was made in the early 90s like, it's so unique yeah i think uh the first time i played it i was kind of annoyed at the enemies they hit me a lot i didn't really know how to take care of them and then you learn their patterns how they fly and stuff and if like i think the red guys if you hit them they fly up mm-hmm. and so you know if you were just like straight down from them, you could just sh- keep shooting them uh i really disliked the skull guys on the first time playing it as well but then I realized on this playthrough, you can actually glitch them off the screen. If you're at the edge of the screen and they come flying at you and you move out of the way, they go off the screen and they're gone. So that was that was interesting to learn. But yeah, this time, yeah, this time I had no problem with them. Um, I just had to get used to them. But they it, it made the city building a little more interesting because you actually had to do stuff while they were building. Because, you know, sometimes it would take time for them to build the city. And otherwise you just would have been sitting there, you know, twiddling your thumbs and be kind of boring. Yeah, the, the blue ones I found, if you just leave them alone, they just kind of sit there until you get near them. And once you get near them is when they start zipping around and all that. But uh, I, I kind of laugh now when I was playing it when the, the, the bats would pick up the the people in the cities and carry them away. I'm sitting there going, like, what are we in Defender now? So this is three games in one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say the, the, the red demons are probably the ones that I like the least because I always – you have to kind of like be precisely on top of them or beneath mm-hmm. them to get them. And I'm usually like one pixel off. And uh, for me, it's just frustrating. Actually, could you find, could you make that, that hack Chris, where you put defender in act razor? Like that'd be, <laughs> I'll see what I could do. Awesome. <laughs> Where's John Riggs. Contest yes. John Riggs. <laughs> defend razor. <laughs> I like that. There we go. That's the shirt right there, man. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we talked a lot about the sim building, but I guess we should cover the platforming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have a favorite level or one that you didn't like? That once one that stood out to you that's memorable for certain reasons, whether it be the music or the boss fight. Anyone have a particular favorite or least favorite? I don't know if it's a favorite, but I really like the visuals to uh, the Bloodpool Castle. There's just something about it that it screams Castlevania to you. And it's, I don't know, it's its kind of nice, the, uh, I guess the ambiance, just the setting of it and everything. I i always really like how it looked. I was yeah. going to go to, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to add to that the Act One of Bloodpool. I really like the visuals of that one with the purple sky. I mean, visually, I guess I would say that's my favorite. I, I never really thought of it as having a favorite stage. Like honestly, I'm trying to get through the platforming stages as quickly as possible so I can, you know, move on to the to the building. So I can't really say I have a favorite, but the first stage, the music in it. I mean, the music alone. I can say that that would be my my favorite stage, but it's so basic because, you know, it's teaching you how to play the game. The music's really the best part of it. I'll, I'll second that that might be my favorite track of the whole game. For Is that Fillmore? The first? Mm-hmm. Well, that might be my favorite track. That when Once yeah. that level fires up, you hear the, the bass kicking. It's, uh, it's tapping. I, I really enjoy that one. Um, pulls you into the game. Yep, it's a great, great one. That great one to really start start off the game with you. For I, I would say for a boss fight that I really, really enjoyed. I, I really like. Well, maybe it's because it was simple to me, and I, I'm not complaining. You know, I hard games. I'll play hard games, but I, I did like that Viper boss that was in um, Mariah. What's is that Mariah? 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 I don't know. Oh, Marana. Marana. Yeah, thank Mariah. you. 
Um, Which boss was that? That's the one with like the multiple arms. I don't know if it's 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 got like a little snake head for a head, but it's got like oh, is it the like, guy that shimmies? It does the shimmies and uh, basically you just got <laughs> to jump on the like an Egyptian, like mm-hmm. the giant plant. No, 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 no. It's the no, one no. after that one <laughs> where he drops the platform for you to arms. jump onto. Yep, you jump on the platform. Yeah, drops down the platform, drops down, and you get on top of it. Oh, and you the tent. yeah. Okay. And he shoots I'm, some lightning bolts at you that travel along the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. And I'll always dread a, a snow level or an ice level in, in a platform. Mm-hmm. At least you don't slip and slide around like yeah. most. No. Um, they did, did, did a little bit of the um, I mean, I got a little bit of feel of Mega Man X. It's not like what I'm saying where you jump on the platform and slides down, but there's definitely that part, I believe, in Act Two where you jump on the little ice and it carries this through, and you have to eventually launch yourself to another platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. This was one of those things where actually, I think of anything, I died the, the most on that level. It was basically just because I fell to my death, like I just didn't time it right, but it was only a couple times. It wasn't was an overly hair pulling out platforming challenging just just a few times so I think they they think that that boss might be the most difficult in the game I I wouldn't say that I think I had a, a harder time with the wheel on fire that one that one like I I, I I get what I have to do but that one always seemed to be like if I came into it with mid health there's a couple bosses like that viper boss I didn't I, I felt like even if I had like two HP on it. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna sweat. You know, fighting that thing. But like, when you do that boss rush again, and I get that wheel, I'm like, well, I'm taking a, I'm taking a death here, so I can start off fresh to take out this guy here. So, and the Stardust power essentially owns almost all the bosses in this game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I only stuck to that in the flame. Did anyone try out any of the other powers in the game? I mean, uh, I yeah. tr- I tried some of the others, but Stardust is the way to go. I only I've only found that the what's it called the uh, magical aura only really works on that uh, wyvern boss, mm-hmm. where the the, the concentric circles kind of like go around your character and spread mm-hmm. outwards. That one works really well on that boss, but it doesn't really work as far as I can tell anywhere else very well. But the magical aura is that what the other one is? No, the magical light is kind of. Eh. But I just usually stuck to the flame or the um, the stardust. I think the uh, Egyptian boss kind of surprised you. That yeah. almost felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I love anything Egyptian. And my sister actually was making fun of me because she goes, oh, look, it's King Tut. And I said, no, that's just a pharaoh mask because it doesn't have the uh, cobra and the, the crow or the falcon on top. And she's, she's like, you're a nerd that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you nerd? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really like the uh, the the boss fight with uh, Minot- Minotaurus, just because visually the whole level is is gray except for his giant bright red cameo cod piece. Like, I'm sorry to go for the cheap dick dick joke, but like, that's like if the music in the first level draws you in there, his fucking giant. Sorry, can I? I'm sorry, I just came up. Um, I don't know what you can say on your show. His 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 <laughs> fucking giant bright red cod piece is the only color on the screen, so you're just like, I guess I'm looking at Minotaur Dick, like you know, for the next thirty seconds. Well, I, well, I beat this guy. Like, what's that? Did you make a necklace of it when you were done? Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, no chump. But See, like, it was yeah. there to distract you the whole time. Yeah, well, I mean that's his. Relatively, he was a fairly easy boss in what I thought was, for me, a generally a tough game. But I was it made difficult, and wow, this game got meta, like because they know you're just, just going to follow that cow wang all across the screen. <laughs> Psychological. I hadn't put that together. Well, red awesome. is red is a color that attracts, so the focus right. the focal point is straight there, right? Because he's gray, and it's like a gray castle level, and. Your guy's orange-ish, but he's not like popping. It's certainly not oh, like I was pop. after that fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't yeah. have religious themes in your game, but you can have you know boss junk flopping around. <laughs> right. That's not offensive. No, it's not. Hey, as no. long as he's uncircumcised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, but to do those leaps he was doing, he had to be tucking that back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and. Uh, for me, I don't think any of the levels themselves stood out, uh, but I did appreciate all the different visuals. Like every level kind of had its own theme to it. 
So none of them really ran together. I liked that. As for bosses, they all, I thought, were relatively easy. Like, you could figure out a pattern, except for the flame wheel. That's the only one I haven't really found a good pattern for. And so I just used the Stardust or the Fire and just take take it out. Until the uh, the boss rush, then the Minotaur gets a little bit harder. Then, for mm. some reason, I seem to have a harder time jumping over his axes. Mm. But every other boss, I feel like I should be able to beat it without getting hit. Yeah, like I, I don't say that any particular level is my favorite, but I, I, I would say the one that I have the most fun in is the first act of Fillmore, mostly because of the music. But it's also, it's fun that they even put like those little out of the way items for you to get if you really want to explore a little bit to kind of get you used to that. When it comes to the bosses, I tend to just like power through them for the most part. I just stand there and take hits while I pound on them. And that seems to work the best strategy-wise for me, even in the boss rush at the end a little bit. But I want to say the, I think his name is Kali, who is the the one that drops the platforms that you uh, raise up. I think he's probably my favorite because he does have like a definite pattern to follow. And I can usually beat him without getting hit once. But yeah. Well, that fire wheel guy definitely has a pattern because I used to be able to beat him without getting hit. That was years ago. <laughs> but, used uh, to is the word. Used to. Used to. But, but they, that... they do increase in difficulty in that boss rush, though, like oh, yeah. big time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think that the Minotaur, though, was I felt was kind of a cheap boss because you almost just have to spam the attacks on him and just you know, hope you can kill him before he kills you. Like, yeah, you can jump over the axes and stuff, but man, I like miss half the time. So, yeah. and then it, while I'm trying to jump, I could get two swings in on him, you know? So I would find myself doing what, what Chris uh, was saying that he does often is just, you know, just hack away at him and, you know, hope for the best. You know, another boss that I kind of struggle with here was the plant boss. Yeah. Because, uh, he he has a projectile. Well, I'm assuming so he had a projectile, and then he sends his arm back and forth. And I, I get it; he had to go all the way back and forth. But I always end up mm-hmm. taking a couple hits. It, it, granted, I didn't realize that at first that you can actually just go to its body, and not receive any damage. It's the arm and the water you have to watch out for, and the projectile that with the little arms that come out. That one always that one gave me a little bit of a challenge here. And that was an act one boss, which I think we're always deemed the easier of the boss fights mm-hmm. because the boss rush, the whole game is just act the act two bosses. And then, and then Satan himself, or what, what was his name in this Hansra. game? Hansra. Yeah. yeah. Which what, you know, is there, there's another good point. Cause in that, for that Tanzra fight, you have like the beam that comes out the sword, which only happened like one other time in the game for me. Mm-hmm. Was there something I missed with that? Or did it say, hey, you get this for a limited time or something like that? Or no. You just, just you just get it at the start of that of that boss fight. Hmm. Could have been, been more useful in the rest of the game. Yeah, it would have yeah. been way more interesting <laughs> and useful in the rest of the game. It would have but... been definitely helpful against the wyvern guy. <laughs> it's like when you find that mode on your microwave that was that could have saved you like a thousand times. Oh, there's a mode four set that was that was here the whole time? Okay. Oh, crap. Well, <laughs> guess I'll use it now, but it's my face red. Vera <laughs> was cooking a potato for five minutes in a microwave, and there was a button for it. Right. Yeah, I know. I just... Oh, I didn't have to burn is, my popcorn all these years. That <laughs> is embarrassing. Well, hmm. You know, I'll keep that around for Act 2, or whatever they called the sequel. <laughs> so so we, we briefly touched on Fillmore's track, for for the game for the game's music, did you guys have any particular tracks that you really enjoyed? Um, that were game some stick out. Some some in my opinion don't quite fit. Not every level hits, but there's a few that are absolutely stick out for me. But what are a few of your favorite tracks in this game? Well, I'm gonna say that other than Fillmore, which obviously is probably the best song on on the game, and big reason for that is I think it sounds like Castlevania. <laughs> But um, the the tree level, I thought, had fantastic music. And then uh, both boss themes are just excellent. I mean, when you hear that theme, you, you know you're about to 
fight something nasty. So uh, those are the tracks that stick out the most for me. Those are my favorites. I thought it was all gorgeous. What honestly really stuck out for me was this, the little stinger used in that amazing transition screen where you sort of like wind and resolute, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. kind of crystallized down, which yes. visually when you're moving, because this was an early Super Nintendo game, when you're moving from NES to Super Nintendo and you see that pretty quickly into when you pop in the cartridge, mind blown. But I think musically it stood out for me because it's, it would have been such an opportunity to get away with some cheesy, just saw wave. Like it's an effect essentially, but no, they built this orchestral swirling, like they didn't need to do that at all. Like it could have just been like a, like a Wayne's world diddle 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 kind of thing. Cause it's just transition. <laughs> like that's, that's all everybody expects of it, but they, they were like, we're going to stick to our, our theme here. So points to the act raiser people for, oh the transition theme oh they went for they definitely went for a cinematic uh theme throughout the whole game for sure yeah no when i when i was a 14 year old man like that mode seven and that whole like oh i loved it every time and uh i also like that when that map part you know does the mode seven spins around it follows exactly what you've built on the land. So that is every, cool. That's such a yeah. Good like, like that was blowing me away just the other day. I was just like, man, that's crazy. Because you're used to like somebody just made this cinematic and everybody's gonna. Say, this one's my stuff. That's yep. my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was a it was a big deal at the time. For a home system. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Fillmore is definitely my favorite track because obvious. But the one that seems to like become a brain worm is the music when you're doing the building and the sim levels. It's it's just like real inconspicuous. It's just kind of there, but then you find I find myself just kind of humming it. Not only when I'm playing, but like a day later when I'm at work, it's real <laughs> quiet and it's really embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that one just always seems to stick with me. And I know there's been like people that have done like weird covers of it too out there. And it's, it's awesome. Brian idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's it kind of got it. That's a, that's a good call. Cause you're, you're right. I can't, it's not in my mental a track at all, but you're to that end, like to what you're speaking to of something you listen to for most of the game on repeat didn't get annoying once. Yeah. It was just uh it's, it's just real pleasant and yeah. it's just kind of there, that, but it's also that you know, animal crossing nice. esque yeah. sort of like, huh, oh, okay, God. yeah, chilling. You caught a fish. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, that one really sticks to mind. And then like me being like a, a, a film and classical fan, you know, score fan, I started noticing like little influences or stolen parts to music in there like when you first start fighting Tanzra there's like this little you think it's a Superman movie <laughs> uh, and I'm sitting there going like that sounds exactly like when uh, you first see the uh, the uh, Fortress of Solitude in like the second movie or whatever I was like that wow okay <laughs> and then like you brought up Ryan with the uh and credit music being the 20th Fox. Century Fox fanfare. It is, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also a part that reminds me of something that came out of Star Wars. I think it's in the North Wall level. There's something that's like taken right out of a Star Wars score. I think so. they changed they change like one tiny yes. thing. So, yeah. so the last yeah, part of it. Sure. Yeah. So yes, because after, after I was done playing that, I had the Star Wars song stuck in my head. Yeah, <laughs> see? like they, he, he, he steals from the best, though. I'll give Yuzo Kashiro that credit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he's done it before. <laughs> but I, I love the I love the music when you're fighting Tanzra. It's just freaking epic as all hell. Um, but I I can't really say that. I mean, aside from maybe the dungeon levels where you get that bah, 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 bah thing, that's probably the only track I'm just kind of like eh, on. But for the most part, the music I think is pretty good. I think pretty I know what you're talking about because that I think when I'm, when I'm listening to the soundtrack, that's like one I always just skip over. Yeah. So I'm always like, yeah, I'm like, this it doesn't fit. It's slowing me down here. It doesn't fit with what's so, going on here. So one thing that bugged me about that song and a, and a few of the others is that is that some of the levels reused a lot of the music. 
And like the music was so good, I wanted to hear new stuff. Like, um, so the first two acts in Blood Pool is the same song. Then act one of uh, the next, well, the Desert State. I always do it in order. That also used the same music from. So like, you got three platforming stages in a row that uses the same theme, uses the same music, and then that cave theme is used, I think, three or four times. And uh, like. I wanted to hear new stuff, and then like, but that cave theme, like you said, is like that's the track you skip or whatever. You know, yeah. that's that's the it doesn't the have an energy level. song at the end of the album that you, yeah. you don't listen to. It doesn't have quite <laughs> the energy level as like the other ones tend to. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that was really that's my only gripe with the music is that yeah. I wish there was more. I'll, I'll give the opening theme. Credit to. I think the opening theme is great when you fire up the game, and then it, it builds to it to what it builds to. And I so when I refire well when I fired up the sequel, just to hear it's nice that actually they kept it as like the theme. Like most time when it's a new game, you'll get a different theme. But I kind of like the fact that it's the theme to Act Razor. So Remix. games going forward, yeah, games that going going forward would have this. This would be notoriously known for it. I think that it's a banging track. But yeah, that's. That's one of the ones that really stands out to me. Besides, like you said, Chris, point out the music from from movies and whatnot. <laughs> that really, uh, I remember as soon as I beat the game, I'm like, this sounds awfully familiar. As soon as I saw the credits, I'm like, this really, you know. I used I used to use that music from the end credits over as my theme music for my channel for a little mm -hmm. while, and then when Cap finally played the game, he's like, I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was bugging me. I couldn't figure it out. And then there it was. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of uh, like sequels, would you uh, would you rather have had like an Act Razor three, or would you let's say Square Enix gives you the keys to the car here, Chris? Do you want a sequel? Do you want a remaster, a re re-release, a remaster? Because I mean, they can always put it on a virtual console, but would you want something along, along the vein of maybe like a Wonder Boy three? Would you, or you know, where they can get updated art style, or what's essentially the same game, but would you, would you like that, or would you actually prefer, like, hey, you know, what, we're going to take another stab at this and do like a Streets of Rage four kind of thing, but uh, make it with Act Razor three. I, I mean, as much as I would love to see an Act Razor three and have them go back to the whole two t play types way of the game working, I would also be really curious if they decided to like reboot it as like a modern day game and have it still have the two gameplay types and see what they could do with modern day gameplay styles and stuff like that. Like, would it be a 3D beat 'em up hack and slash? Yeah, maybe. like a hack and slash game, like God of War or something like that mm, for the platforming. Would it be like that? And then what yeah. would the sim sections be like as a modern day game? Would it be like playing Skylines or something like that? So I mean that it, it it interests me both ways. I, I think I talked about this in a video of my own, and but I was like, I could go either way. I I would like to see both. I mean, I would love to see a, a true Act Razor sequel that just completely ignores, you know, the the back alley abortion that I think is part two. Hmm. But at the same time, I would definitely. I mean, if they made a modern day reboot, I would definitely be down for it too. No questions asked. I mean, uh, what was it? Square Enix a while back, I'm going to say maybe five years ago, sent out like a survey and they were asking like the game fans like, hey, which one of our properties that we don't really use anymore would you like to see make a comeback? You know, as one of the questions. And I said, ActRaiser, definitely ActRaiser, ActRaiser 100%, you know, cubed, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would love to see a comeback in some way, in some form. Like just combine two different like it's the same thing where they combine like disparate gameplay styles, but it's two different two new styles, you know? Like we're gonna combine like a fighting game and a fishing sim kind of <laughs> and a rhythm and, game. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like red alert on virtual boy, just something random. And, like actress <laughs> is free, boom. Oh god. Class yes. act. That's the name of it. Well, you mentioned God of War then too. There's another what's called the be uh I, I kind of would like them if they would ever make a sequel to explore more like it feels like they touched on it here too with the gods or something like that. Like there's the, the pharaoh head in it. I, I kind of would like it more of a theme maybe like 
Uh, not saying it's like your the ultimate Christianity, basically, you know, destroying all the other religions, but like maybe as a touch of uh, kind of capitalize on a little bit of God of War there, maybe a 3D game like that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe do different themes or religions or something. I don't know. Something like that. that but cool. a, a, Yeah. Something like that would be. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, something. But I think I'm kind of with you, Chris, that I, I well, I don't know if you, what, you, what you're with there, but I think I kind of would like to see maybe an act race or three where they, it, it could even stick to a 2D platformer if you if you want to, but I think a 3D one, and then, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I'm not a game guy or a game designer, but something along the line of that I think would be very interesting. Yeah, they could basically do whatever they would want at this point, you know, mm-hmm. with the way games work now. You can do whatever. It's not all about cartridge limitations or anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So they could they have free reign to come up with any creative stuff they would want to, and I would love to see what they can come up with, as long as they got Yuzo Kashir to come back and make the music. <laughs> Act Razor dating sim. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Act Razor brats. <laughs> brats. Brats Razor? Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now you've gone too far. <laughs> the line must be drawn here. All the properties. Wow. So what you do is uh, you you kind of go with that God of War style, and you have that that town building sim so aspect, and you take a, a winterized area. You build this this town, and you realize this is like a Norse area, and then they they create you as their own god, and you become like this big you know, giant dragon head and and so on and so forth. You do the same with the Egyptian. And then at the end of the game, you learn that this new game is actually a prequel. And then the original act raiser is sending the master to kill all of these gods that you created. Can somebody get that down? That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's recorded. recorded. (laughs) That was one of the things that always got me. Yeah. One of the things that always got me was like in the, in the, in the, the manual, like the story of it is like the, the, Tanzer became too powerful and the god had to like take a step back and be like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be over here and heal up for a while. I'll be back though when you guys need me, but I'll I'll be I'm still here. I would love to see that played out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, like what what led up to him, him saying, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I need to I need to take a take a vacation, guys. I'll be back in about 300 years. I'm out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. Played out maybe in a prequel game that'd be cool too. Like Razor Zero, I mean Yakuza can or Yakuza can do it. Why not? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a. I, I bring that up because there we did a, a poll for the Cartridge Club here, and a sequel, Act Razor Three, was the most voted uh, choice here, as opposed to a remake or remaster of the uh, of the game. But yeah, that those are some fantastic ideas for what to do here, and it seems like it'd be a good property to revive. Things mm-hmm. like there's, you know, sitting around probably looking for new ideas. Yeah, it's um, it's beloved. Like I like I said, I hadn't played this heretofore, but it's in just um in any you know when I was whatever you want to get the ROM like it's top five on everybody's um most loved games. Like it is, it's a cherished property. I I think now is the time for a sequel or yeah sequel. I'd be down. I only want to point out though. If if they do something like that, I want to keep more of the god element, the play as god. That should be like really the selling point because honestly, I think that'd be great. Where, yeah, you're gonna have to kill some people. You're gonna have to like <laughs> it's you know like you know you double down always, on it. Yeah, it's basically you're gonna have to make the tough choices, right, to make a better play. I think that'd be another great element of the game. Saying like you got to oh, destroy yeah. the whole town, but it's it's for a reason, or <laughs> you know, it's uh, they got they got termates, got to do it. Uh, like with one of those like uh, morality tree sort of things, like where you you yeah, go down the. You know, that was the whole Dante's Inferno type of thing. Like oh you, yeah, you know, the the high road or the low road. And they're always super like. And there's benefits for both. Face or mm-hmm. B start an orphanage. Like there's some middle ground here, maybe somewhere. But like, yeah, you could. That's why not, right? Like it's all about mashing styles together. That's a really good call, man. Oh yeah, to think mean, about how they would evolve that concept in a third game too. That'd be an interesting way to go. See what I'd like to see in a in a sequel is I'd like I'd like them to keep the uh the two D platforming and the overhead, you know, just obviously modernize it, but they could do so much with it. I mean, you could make the the lands a lot bigger, but what I think would be cool is that 
you could maybe choose how you want to grow the town, how you you decide or your actions will determine how they evolve. And maybe that leads to like branching paths or, you know, like choose your own adventure style gameplay where, you know, maybe if you evolve these people to like learn, you know, learn a trade or whatever, it'll change like the outcome of the game, how you could teach, you know, like other towns, maybe even unlock different uh, to like alternate 2D uh, platforming stages and like just give the game like a ton of replayability. I think something like that would be cool. I mean, basically, just keep everything that made the first one great, just improve on it and just add to it. Or even just have like the 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 land that you have to like cultivate. Have it be procedurally generated every time you play it. Like it's different every time. Oh, that'd be mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah. I'd also like to see for the city building a little more choice instead of like just going over the land and then the town builds it, or the people build it how they mm -hmm. want it, where I could choose like, okay, instead of a bridge over this water right here, I just want houses there and I just want a bridge somewhere else. So it like doesn't take up as much, as much of my space. You know, I want more people instead of more built or more bridges. So I think that'd be kind of nice. Yes, as your God, I command you to build over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. um, I require a mention <laughs> in my in my honor. Uh, I require the ability to jump forward and swing my sword at the same time instead of just only up and down <laughs> sword swinging. And I want you to build on Sunday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you will I get need no a Chick Fil A breaks. to be right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, funny. Do you, do you guys have any game like recommendations? Like, if you liked Act Razor, this game would be great in that window because apparently the sequel isn't that. No, um, I, I've heard people su suggest that a similar game be Dark Cloud because it's a lot of. I think that's a lot of town building. I couldn't get into that game, but does anyone have any like similar recommendations that you would say hey, if you like Act Razor? Try this. This game, or this game, took a lot of inspiration from ActRaiser. Do you guys have any thoughts on any games like that? I, I mean, think that's a good point about Dark Cloud. Uh, I see a lot of similarities, but I'm the same. I really couldn't get into it. There was there they didn't implement it well, and I feel like that would be kind of the first go to for this kind of style, but. Yeah, nothing else is really jumping to my mind that matches the same kind of vibe as Act Razor. It was it was done so well the first time, no one decided to copy it. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, games I mean, that like have like similarities to the different play styles. Like if you want like a more in depth version of the Sim sections, I'd say play Populous on the Super Nintendo or Genesis. Though that's kind of similar, but not you know, but same kind of vibe. And like when it comes to like a side scrolling platform, I just say play Castlevania Four. <laughs> yeah, the the closest I could come to now, and this is this is like in the the parking lot of the ballpark, would be um, North and South for the Nintendo in terms of like we're cutting together this not city building but real time strategy tro troop management with. Uh, a side-scrolling action for some levels. Some level, it's a little bit more um, uh, war sim with like um, you know actiony elements either way. And they're going to cut back to this real-time strategy game, but that's that's a pretty far jump, even with all that from ActRaiser, which speaks to the uniqueness of the title. That uh, in a world where so many video games are like that game but purple, like this is really its own. If I was going to say anything for the platforming wise, and I mentioned earlier, probably Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo, where I think the platforming is actually a little bit better, and but it still has those like elements of choice. Granted, they they kind of started up that platforming themselves, so Actraiser might have borrowed from Mega Man and the NES, but because the music's also really good in that game, and I don't know, I, I think the platform is just a little bit better. Same thing with the boss rush. So if you're a fan of that, which I normally am not. Yeah, I, I would say maybe Mega Man X for platforming. I can't think of anything sim-wise because this is like honestly the first time I've played a game that had this kind of element in it. So I'm looking for you guys to help me out here so I can find something else like that. There's always Sim City. Yeah, Sim City. There you go. There's another yeah, it's, one. It's, it's such a unique game. There's just there's nothing like it. Yeah, which, which is, is why, why they I... need to make more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't mine it for all they could back in the day. 
So what you do is set up two Super Nintendos. You got Super Castlevania in this one. You got Populous in this one. You play this one for a stage, and then you jump over to yeah. the <laughs> Well, I mean, there you, go. you don't now want you Trevor see. Belmont designing a town like an actor. is. just bar, 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 burn down church, bar. <laughs> <laughs> Brothel bar. Brothel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what actors are needed more brothels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, was there like a Sodom and Gomorrah e sexy time town? Like we would definitely see that in the sequel. Uh, this this Accuser three, like if your god or like God Junior or whatever, like some sort of angelish character defeating sin in the world, we would definitely there would definitely be like they couldn't call it Sodom and Gomorrah, but it'd be Gotham and Samora or something type town that you have to look <laughs> lens. Don't forget the angel's buttocks is out for all to see. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That goes on the rare list of uh, video game nudity available, at least in the U S <laughs> like that's the, the only other one I know about, like you see the dude's butt in river city ransom mm-hmm. when he's taking a shower and like the two shadows come together and go go 13. You got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Sexy now, time. Yeah. Now we got some angelic baby tush. I'm surprised they didn't change the sprite to put like a thong on him or something. Well, yeah, yeah right. I mean, if, or a diaper. We can't, we can't be mad at Satan, but here, have all the baby ass you want. Yeah. <laughs> if they put the song on it, it would draw attention to it, just like it did with the Minotaur. Oh, like, man. Yeah, so they're just like, we'll just leave it out there, and no yeah. one will notice. Wow. It's, 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 only a few, it's only a few pixels. No one will notice. Right. No one will talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, 30 years, 30 years later. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i like to reiterate, June's Game of the Month will be Cuphead. If you're playing along or just want to discuss the game with us, make sure to let us know by using the hashtag Cartridge Club on whatever social media platform you frequent. For those of you wanting to get a head start on July's Game of the Month, we'll be playing Super Mario Galaxy. For those of you not aware, August's game is voted on and decided by our Patreon members, and this season they have voted in Mirror's Edge. If you're ever interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to us. We're always looking forward to having new community members on to talk about the games they love. To those of you interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast of your choice, I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from our members in our community. We are grateful to those supporters, and if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look at how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. With that being said, that's the show, everyone. But before we go, I'd like to give a shout out to our guests for helping us out and coming on the show today. So let's start off with Brian. Where can we find you on the Internet? I am all over the place. Um, it's, uh, so much stuff, but let's quickly plug uh, the Gothsicles, a new album out now, Animal Songs. Check that out at facebook.com slash thegothsicles, thegothsicles.bandcamp.com. And now, finally, patreon.com slash gothsicles. Check out the podcast Industrial Nerds, wherever you pick up podcasts, and check out the show Space Couch at facebook.com slash show and twitch.tv slash show. Thanks for being here. Thanks, man. This was a lot of fun. Wes, where can we find you on the internet? The best place to find me is on YouTube uh, at Nefarious Wes. have a bunch of videos up on there. You can also follow me on Twitter at Nefarious underscore Wes. And on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Nefarious West. Oh, and I, I'm on Instagram now. So same thing. <laughs> Nefarious West. <laughs> Thank you very much for helping us out and being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cap, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, so uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all Captain Algebra. I stream twice a week, Tuesdays, Fridays, and then every month I've been doing a monthly retro challenge where we uh, pick a retro video game and I create a challenge for it. And you have a week to uh, record a a run and then I do a results video and uh, those have been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Do you nerd? Where can can we find you to nerd? We are on the standard social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course uh, videos on YouTube, best place to find us. And we just do whatever we're into. So if we like it, 
We, we nerd it. Yeah. <laughs> we like it. We nerd uh, it. Red Fair videos, video game stuff, toys, whatever comes to mind. You never know what we're going to get because we, we don't know. We don't know what's next. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you. you so much for this having us. Fun. And Chris, my co-host, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash the old ass retro gamer. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as the old ass retro gamer. On Twitter, it's OA retro gamer because brevity. I also have two podcasts. I have the Shh, the movie starting podcast, which is available on YouTube on uh, iTunes. And I also have the Super Enabler Brothers podcast that I do with Jason of Corpse Flood Gaming over on his channel, which is Corpse underscore Flood Gaming. Oh, I think in those underscores. Uh, thanks for being here. And thanks for selecting this game. Because this was your game. You won the you won the raffle from the charity stream. And you know the funny thing about it is you told me I, I want to say it was either it was about 45 seconds. <laughs> well, no, but you told me, I remember like, you know, when are you going to do this? And I'm like, well, somewhere down the road, we're going to probably do Act Razor. I care. I came down and visited you in Chicago. And maybe it was, maybe it was one for that movies pop up. I can't remember. Been, yeah. That was exactly it. Where you're like, you know, that's the game. Now, if I had a choice, that'd be the game. And sure enough, I didn't even need to ask you, but I did. When uh, your name was raffled as the winner on the charity stream. I already knew what game was getting cho- chosen. So, uh, <laughs> so by that predictable. Yeah. Yes, you are. Uh, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at it's rocket sauce, Instagram with the same handle. And you can see me on the cartridge club discord. I'm always there. Yeah. If you want to find me, those are the places you can find me. Uh, and that being said, that's the show everyone. CC unite. Whoop, whoop. You notice right. he ended the podcast or the video on naked baby butts. Yeah, that's a great way to end, right? <laughs> He's like, all right, and we're, we're done. all about the controversy here. Yeah. <laughs> Why should this Saturday be any different? Sex <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs>